Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and a midweek instalment of Bullet Points. Okay, it's time to tackle the big one. The question I'm asked practically every day on DMs, in emails, and on other messages. Are you ready? So this is the question I'm asked most frequently. Well, well, okay, if not most frequently, then I would say it's definitely in my top three. And I guess I'm asking for it when you think about it, because the fact is I share videos and pictures of myself working out on Instagram pretty regularly. So to the casual observer, it looks as though I'm pretty motivated to exercise, to work out, to uh, engage in fitness, however you want to describe it. And so there we have it. That's the question. And the question that's phrased in a variety of ways, but essentially what it boils down to is, how do you motivate yourself to work out? And I'm never quite sure how to answer this, especially in a response on Instagram where brevity is sort of, I don't know, the way that we communicate. We communicate very briefly on those platforms and it's it's a much more involved thing, hence this episode. Because in reality, right now, um, I wake up, I have my espresso, I meditate, I put on my gym gear, I find a workout on YouTube, I follow it, and then I get on with my day. There's actually very little thought or effort that goes into any of those decisions because it's just what I do. But it's what I do now, and that hasn't always been the case. Working out was genuinely something I used to absolutely dread. I would put it off, I would find excuses not to do it. And then when I was doing it, the truth was I wasn't really... I wasn't giving minimum effort, but I wasn't really giving it the effort required. I was going through the motions, but I wasn't really giving it what it needed in order to get the results that I so desperately wanted. And yes, listeners, this was during the, but I'm doing everything and I'm not losing weight years. I'm using my whiny voice because I was very whiny about it. And I used to feel the pressure to work out. And I used to feel the pressure to work out most on a Sunday. Can anyone else relate to this? Because it's like, there's nothing else that can get in your way on a Sunday. No one's really going to call. There's nothing urgent. Everything can wait till tomorrow. So Sunday was the day when you should really throw everything at exercising. And I remember for years, Sunday mornings would often be spent in bed, sort of thinking about what exercise I should be doing, but still lying in bed. And then agonizing over whether I should run or do some HIIT training or whether there was a class I could go and join in the day. And all the while, I was just lingering in my bed very comfortably, very snugly, thinking I would much much rather stay here. And then I would begin to think about lunch. So I wasn't really helping myself. But it wasn't, it hasn't always been like that either. That has featured a lot in my life, but I've also had some really good spells of working out where I've diligently woken up every single day at 5am, taken the bus to the gym when it opened, and then worked out for 90 minutes before heading into work. I did that for months at a time. There was one spell where I did that pretty much without a break for 18 months. I would turn down dinner invitations. I didn't go to certain parties because my priority, I had my gym and my exercise routine at the front of my mind. And I wanted to be fresh for the gym in the morning. And so that just beat everything else. It was like, well, I'm not going to go to that party because then I won't be able to do my workout tomorrow. I was so terrified of derailing the progress I was making, of breaking that streak, that I sacrificed so many other things in order to maintain it. 
and that's not healthy either. And because let's face it, neither of those approaches really worked for me in the long term. One was fully avoidant and totally disorganized. And the other one was highly anxious and obsessive, but also at its core, quite disorganized. And underlying both of those approaches was this idea that working out was a chore, that exercise was a drudgery I had to participate in, and that somewhere in my mind, I believed that that wasn't fair. I felt that I had to do it because some injustice had been done to me. And physically, I had to exercise because without exercise, I didn't like how I looked. I didn't like exercising. I felt silly doing some of the moves. I still find sumo squats entirely unladylike, but hey, I do them because, you know, you want to tone those inner thighs. And I didn't feel as though I looked the part, like a proper gym goer who fit in on the gym floor. So everything about it fundamentally made me feel uncomfortable, made me feel out of place. And working out just felt like an exclusive club and something about me meant that I didn't quite fit the criteria to join, though I did often try. Like I said, I had some really good spells at it, but never really enjoyed it. And I think that's why when I discovered running in the, what was it, late 20s, late, God, late noughties, goodness, I can't remember my decades. But I think that's why I really, enge- I really liked running. A, it's very, um, there's solitude there. It's a very individual sport because you just go out and do it you don't have to I didn't join running clubs or anything like that and actually it was just kind of like I would run a certain distance from my house and that meant I had to get home somehow and the quickest and easiest way well not always the easiest but the quickest way was to run and so that's why I liked running I just run three kilometers away from my house and run three back simple as that and it was also sort of relatively quick but again, never really, I enjoyed it and I enjoyed setting myself more goals. But again, I was very much focused on, well, if I'm running a 5K, then I should run a 10K. And if I'm running a 10K, I should be training for a half marathon. I was making it very, very complicated. And I also tied up every single effort I ever made to exercise into my physical appearance. Every kilometer of pavement I pounded, every dumbbell I lifted, every barbell I hip thrusted, every sodding cross trainer I spent hours on. It was all to get my body to look a certain way. So my mind had got me to the gym, but I was like, right, you do the rest. And I was sort of on on autopilot and I threw myself at it rather than, and sort of almost expected it to do the work for me rather than taking part and thinking, what do I want to achieve here? How is this making me feel? And I've done this dance with exercise and training for years. And let's throw into the mix the fact that I thought I was only doing it properly if I was doing it first thing in the morning and every single day. So I was, again, I've said it before, I was making it very, very hard on myself. I thought that really fit, healthy, good-looking, slim people went to the gym first thing and did it every single day and didn't break a sweat because it just looked like that was what it looked like for some people. And, but that is not my reality. I'm definitely a sweater. Um, now I will grant you, I was motivated because I still did it, but I wasn't really invested. And I think that might be sort of where the magic, where the ticket kind of comes together. Because I just thought that if I set really high goals that eventually I would get there and listener, I never did. And this all really ties into the motivation though, because a few years ago, I did. I took a step back because I'd been hammering diet, as you know, for years. I've been hammering the exercise, albeit there had been lots of periods when I was very good at it and was doing it all the time, but then there'd be periods where I wouldn't really engage in it at all or I'd be half-hearted about it. And a few years ago, I took that step back and I thought, look, I know what exercise and training can do. 
So actually, I just need to trust it. Meaning, if I just do it regularly, not as regularly as I have been doing it, but surely the results will come, which mean I, which meant I also loosened my grip on those results and the expectations of results. And instead, just focused on the repeated action of working out regularly and trusting, trusting that over time, the results I wanted would come. And the way that showed up, first of all, was that I decided to stop this idea of running seven days a week because I thought that was peak me. And I thought, right, I'm just going to do three strength training sessions a week on a Monday, a Wednesday, and a Friday. That way I get the weekend to rest and I will make sure that I walk for at least 30 minutes every single day too. And um, anyone who knows me knows that in London now, you'll rarely see me get a tube because I walk everywhere, which means that if I go and do a day of appointments in town, I clock up about 20,000 steps. I flipping love it. It also makes me feel much more alert if I'm walking between appointments because I have a lovely meeting with somebody. Then I maybe have a 15 minute walk, kind of clears my head, gets me breathing some fresh air, and then I'm sort of reset for my next meeting. So I absolutely flipping love it. And what I would do with each of those sessions, so the Monday, Wednesday, Friday session, is I would focus on a different body part. So I would do lower body, upper body, and then the third session would be something like full body with maybe a focus on abs, and that was it. And side note, obviously there's a huge piece here on nutrition, but this isn't that episode, and we'll talk about that another time. And the key was to completely relax about results. I know I've said it, but just trust that if I did these three workouts, which is completely doable, by the way, to turn up for around 30 minutes for less than half the week, then I would absolutely, over time, feel stronger and fitter. I didn't worry about the metrics like, when will I be able to lift heavier? I just did it, kept at it. And sure enough, and it was months down the line, the exercises that I had been, that I had been challenged by with the weights that I had became easier. And the exercises that I simply couldn't attempt with the weights that I had when I started were now a regular part of my routine because I had built up that strength and I was now capable with those weights to do those exercises. And actually, I think a part of it was that I allowed myself to go back to being a complete beginner. I just went, okay, I'm starting from scratch. Although my extensive Sweaty Betty, Lululemon, Free People Movement and Lorna Jane gym gear wardrobe would have told you otherwise if you were just going on appearances. But that's what it took. It took going back and saying, do you know what? I'm just going to pretend that I know nothing. I'm just going to go back to the very beginning, be humble and just start out as a complete novice and beginner, pretend I don't know a thing at all. And that was a few years ago. And even then there would be mornings where I would do that bargaining with myself still under the covers about, well, maybe I'll do Monday, Thursday, Friday this week because I just, it's Wednesday and I don't really feel like it. Or I'd wake up on a Monday morning and think maybe I'll do Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And of course there are work commitments, which mean, which meant that sometimes an early morning workout, because that is my preferred time to work out, just wasn't feasible. So I would shuffle my days. There was flexibility in there, but flexibility over a commitment that you've made or something to do with work is different from being in bed thinking, I just want to have 15 minutes more and then I won't be able to fit it in. But over time, I have to be really honest with you, that bargaining I would do with myself stopped, got less and less. And over time, I stopped waking up and thinking, oh, it's a workout day and started thinking, yes, it's a workout day. This took months. But again, shifting my expectations and focusing on the workouts as I was doing them, actually engaging in how I felt before, during and after 
meant that I began to really appreciate them. And I was grateful for having put the time in, so, so grateful. I would sit in the afternoon and think, oh, I haven't got that afternoon sluggishness today. Or I'd start to feel a little bit of doms, like, you know, having done the exercise in my in my quads and think oh yeah that feels really that feels really good that's evidence that I worked really hard this morning I began to be very grateful for how those workouts made me feel in the moment and also after the fact but I also think another really key part is preparation so every Sunday I spend and it really is it's only 10 minutes but I spend 10 minutes going through YouTube I have a few personal trainers I follow on YouTube and they have fitness programs they have workout programs And so every Sunday I go through and I think, right, realistically, given my diary, I can do three, four or five of these workouts this week. So say it's three. I think, okay, well, so on the mornings where I know I can fit this in comfortably, I will take the link from YouTube. I will paste it into a diary alert and I will call and I will put workout, then um, a line. And then I'll just say what it is. So full body dumbbell hit or lower body dumbbell or whatever it is. And it takes 10 minutes. And not only does that prompt me in the morning, so when I wake up, I'm like, okay, yeah, I've got lower body today, or yeah, I've got um, shoulders and whatever today. But it also means that I can go back and track my progress and just see what I was doing. So in six months' time, I'll be able to say, oh, yeah, yeah, you do, you were doing, or I can go back and look, six months ago I was doing that, or oh, yeah, I, I remember I got quite strong in my arms during that point. What was I doing? And I've got all of the links and all of the workout names to know exactly what I was doing, and it's just kind of helpful. But that preparation also means that I've already sort of started the workout. I've already committed to doing it, and there's no friction between me and getting started, which, again, is another thing that really, really helps. So all in all, to answer the question that I get very frequently... That's why I bounce out of bed and get started. Plus four years down the line, this has been four years, that consistency has really paid off. I can do press-ups now. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know this. I did have to buy a new set of dumbbells so I could keep challenging myself. I feel stronger than I have ever felt. And I'm really aware of that physical capability and it feels incredible. It feels so good to feel strong and capable And it started out with three strength training workouts a week. But now I sometimes do five. Or if I'm feeling sluggish, I'll sometimes do a 30-minute HIIT workout. If if I've already done my three workouts. Or if I think, you know what, I can do a bit more this week. I can push it. But in the main, I do these workouts because I can. Because of all the work I've done before, all that resetting of expectations, all that trusting in the process has made working out feel like a joy, like something I get to do, not something I have to do. But when anyone messages me asking me for the recipe for motivation, I remember those times when I wish someone could have handed me that magic formula, when I would get out of bed and be excited to work out, not hoping something would come up that would validate me putting it off for another day. Because I know what it's like to wake up and to think, oh, I've got to do a workout today. And to then start thinking of all of the things that you could potentially put between you and working out that wouldn't make you hate yourself for doing so. And... I know that feeling and I know that feeling is even more frustrating when actually you want to be that person that jumps out of bed. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes consistency. It takes effort. It takes changing your expectations. And while there is no magic formula, what has definitely worked for me is this, trusting the process, setting reasonable goals for myself, meaning three workouts a week, not seven, releasing myself from the expectation of results, meaning that I don't look for the result. I let the result find me. There's nothing quite like sort of uh, looking in the mirror and thinking, is that a deltoid? (laughs) When you weren't really expecting to see it. Um, 
I view working out as something I get to do, not something I have to do. Like I feel a real privilege about being the fact that I get to do this. I take those 10 to 15 minutes every week, usually on a Sunday evening to prepare so I know what's coming and underpinning all of that. I'm doing this because I want to and I like feeling fit and I like feeling capable and that only comes from having done all of the above. So even though it is not necessarily a recipe, it is not necessarily a quick fix, those are the things that over time meant that I now feel incredibly motivated to work out. Not even motivated, it's just what I do now. I really like it and I miss it if I don't do it. What do you think? Are you looking for motivation? Have you found that there are tactics and tricks that have worked for you that have made you go from feeling unmotivated about something to feeling incredibly motivated in something? Please let me know. Let's have this conversation in the Facebook group. I'll start a post in there uh, once this goes live and you can comment and let me know if there are any tips or tricks that you have that might help somebody who is also trying to find that that sort of that that oomph that push to get them um just over the line so they can begin this journey that i'm talking about let me know and also if you want to email me email me at the beauty podcast at gmail.com dm me on instagram and twitter where i'm at emma guns that's where i'm also at emma guns on threads and don't forget to join that facebook group that is such a lovely community so please do come and join us and please let us know your thoughts about this and many other subjects i would love to hear from you That's everything for Bullet Points this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Thank you for commenting on posts, for subscribing, for spreading the word about the podcast. I appreciate it hugely. I will see you on the next one. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mm-hmm. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.